Welcome to The Girl Herd, where we talk Texas football. And a bunch of takes you've probably already heard. But, but not from us. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm Devin. I'm Angie. We are back with episode three on all things Super Bowl. Got a fun little show planned for you guys. So let's hop into it. So how y'all feeling about Sunday? I mean, I was thinking about it going into us talking about all of this today. And the Super Bowl always makes me a little sad because yeah. it's the end of the football season on all levels officially. And so for me, it's fun, of course, because it's one last football game that we get to watch. But then after I'm always like, oh, okay, I guess I'll have to like tune into March Madness now. It's like the last party of the season. Yes. <laughs> but I, I, I feel like I have the same sentiments. Like I always am like, well, dang it. Like, especially after March Madness ends, I'm like, well, now what do we do? You know, like, yeah. Lull. Yeah. I'm also thinking about like the atmosphere of the game. Like the Super Bowl is a big holiday, if you will, for people to gather socially. And so I wonder how y'all are feeling about this game. Like how important is it to you? And also more like what's the importance of the Super Bowl to like the sport as the big game, right? Because in my head, there's been some obvious key Super Bowls that are like legendary, but then other times it is a big party. People are talking, things get missed. Some people are at the party for halftime. And when I start thinking about it, comparing to the other sports, I'm like, oh, the Super Bowl actually like might not be the most important game. This is like a constant thing people like to talk about among the pro sports, especially. And so when I'm thinking about like the three of us, we're big Astros fans. Think about your level of attention to like our game seven in a world series versus your level of attention to the Super Bowl. Clearly going to be a little bit of different because your team is in it. But when you're thinking about like the pressure and the clutchness of it all, I don't know. It just seems like we are down to the wire, the very last game that can be played in this league in a game seven versus Super Bowl. The energy to me is just a little bit different. Yeah. I think people attend or like want to go watch Super Bowl for the party. Kind of like what you're saying, like the social interaction. Yeah getting together like okay who's gonna be a part of halftime if your team is in it that's I mean an extra plus or you do like the pots and you win money on based on like each quarter and what like that's I think how you get people more so into the Super Bowl I was um, just gonna say that about the squares there's so many yeah. more distractions to like watching the Super Bowl versus any other like big game in the finals if you will yeah. um, thinking about something else though regarding like the Super Bowl I mean would you guys want to go or would you mm. if you had to choose between going to the Super Bowl game at one point or the national championship which all three of us have attended one would you choose Super Bowl or college football national championship and why I think for me it depends who's playing in the who's Super playing. Bowl yeah so or, for college football, of course, right? Like if Texas is playing 100%, I'm in the building, right? We're yeah. showing up. That's our team. We want to support. But for Super Bowl and kind of hit to hit on what you talked about before, 
for me, like the NFL does such a phenomenal job about the awareness and the hype around the game and bringing in people who aren't just football fans because you want to know who's the halftime. You want to see the commercials and what they're going to be, who's singing the national anthem. So they build up this hype for this game that I feel like some of the other sports really don't do. And But if I had the chance to go to a Super Bowl, I definitely would, especially like the spectacle of it, right? Like, I don't think I've ever been to a game on that kind of a level surrounding it, you know, but. Well, interesting that you mentioned the commercials and the halftime, again, all things that are not part of really any other sporting event. And it's a reason to kind of make an argument to not go to the game if you are a big commercials person. So for me, I don't know. I I actually, when we were posing this question to each other originally, I didn't know how I felt about it personally. And I was like, how do I feel about this? But now in thinking about it more, I'm like, definitely college. I mean, Super Bowl, I grew up with the Oilers and watching my dad yell at TV, you know, about them. And then now we have the Texans and so hype about CJ Stroud and, and next season and like what is to come. But I mean, if they were in the Super Bowl and UT was in the College Football National Championship, 10 times out of 10, I'm going to be going to the Texas game, not the Texans game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think um, I think of the Super Bowl and think about like where it is. And then maybe I would want to go in that case, like, yeah, on, you know, if it could be a trip or, you know, of course, if our team was in it, then that would be another addition that maybe I would waver. Um, but even when we talked about this question to begin with, I'm like college football has always been like where my huge loyalty lies just because of the loyalty of the players and who usually stay. Now that's a little different with the transfer portal, but whereas like NFL, they tend to jump a lot more. Um, so you can kind of love each team differently. Of course, we always have our home team, but it's been uh, rough for the Houston Texans for a while. So um, now we're finally getting excited. Like I went to a playoff game this year for the Texans and it was super exciting. The crowd was wild, like everyone was in it. But the past few years, I mean, several years, like who am I joking? I can't tell you the last time that that was. Whereas obviously like college games um, have a much different vibe to them and then the playoffs and then going into national championship. For sure. Like, but if you pose it of are the Longhorns in it, would you want to go? Or if they weren't, would you want to go versus the Super Bowl? Our answers may vary as well. Totally. I actually have a question for you about that playoff game that you went to for the Texans. I've been meaning to ask you this for a while. So you went to the game, it was great. But when you went to the game, were you thinking, okay, great social Saturday for me and the people who are attending the game with me? Or are you thinking, no, we're going in there and we're coming out with a W? Yeah, Devin, I was like, where is this going to go? Um, no, I, it was, it's a good question. I actually, someone that came with me were like, I just, I just really want it to be a good game. And I was like, are you thinking that we're not going to win this? Or like, <laughs> how is it going to go? Whereas I'm going in like, we got this. This is going to be exciting. The Texans are finally good. We weren't even supposed to be here. Um, so I, yeah, there was a mixture, but for me, I wanted to go and I want to win just because obviously we were coming off of the, the playoffs as well for uh, UT. And so it was just exciting to see the Texans 
go that route and have a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach and all these things that were happening. But um, there was a, definitely the people that attended with me, You, they would probably answer a bit of each. Like, nope, yeah. just coming to hang out. They win, great. If not, well, we had a fun Saturday. Well, definitely some optimism in the bit in the building. There was um the opposite team, like there was a fan there as well, and he walked in. And I was like, "Who invited this guy? Like, why is he here?" And he was so loud. But then, of course, the game kind of ran away from them, huh? In our favor, but uh, but that was exciting. So I was like, "Oh, this could go one way or another for all these fans here." Yeah, I mean, it's genuinely what I was wondering because I watched it here on TV in Houston. And I was so impressed, but also just wondering the temperature inside the building. Obviously, it was loud. Everyone was excited as we continued to score points and knew that we were going to win the game. But, I mean, the building was packed. There was energy. And I was just like, do they really think, like, we're going to win? Which, obviously, let's put some respect on CJ Stroud's name. Obviously, we're going to win. And, yes, it's funny because, like, it kind of mirrors where we're at with, like, Texas football, too, when you think about – Everything we discussed in last episode, these players hitting the portal and like actively wanting to come to Texas, we've not really seen that, you know, in recent years here until now. But I don't know if y'all saw Mike Evans, who is a receiver in the NFL right now for who the Bucks are. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. The, he's a um, receiver for the Bucks, but he's from like Galveston area. So he was at a Rockets game this past week, and then Stefan Diggs was also at the Pro Bowl and speaking to um, CJ making friends. So it's kind of the same vibe where people are like, we're the hot topic, and folks are wanting to come to our city to play and be part of the program. So I'm excited for their future. I think it too goes to the coach, right? I feel like you said Texas with Sark. And now the Texan, like they want to play for these coaches. And I feel like these coaches bring such an energy and a dynamic to a team that speaks volumes. You can just see the interaction, right, with the players. And it makes me wonder of like that old school style of coaching. It, it's kind of going out, right? Like these new wave of coaches, they know how to engage with these players and they know how to get them excited and they know how to make them want to show up for them and be that team that you strive to be on and be a part of. And I think that that's super special too. They deserve all the freaking credit because being a head coach, I feel like we've talked about this a little bit last time too, is the pressure, right? Like that you feel from everywhere. It's unreal. I can't even imagine it. Okay, so this made me think of something else by what you just said. How Tell me, Devin. <laughs> feel? Yes, so how do we feel? Because I was having a conversation with someone about Texas football and everything that you mentioned, Angie, was basically what the discussion was around, like Sark and the new wave of coaches and like the temperature. And my friend said, who is in there like really getting after the boys? You know, like I'm talking like that Bo Davis video that we all saw a couple of seasons back, like, the notion was Sark isn't that guy. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like new wave coaches versus like uh, Saban or like that old school traditional style of like very strict rearing, if you will. Like, I'm wondering what y'all think about Sark's discipline and how he's been able to get the buy-in. Cause I do agree with that thought that he's not this like tough as nails dude. He's got a different vibe. Yeah, I think it's, Right. And being an outsider looking in, I think he commands respect in a different way from his players. 
and that they're not like out here acting out, right? Because they respect who he is. They respect him as a coach. They respect what he's doing on the field and how he's developing them, not only as a player, but also probably like as a man in life, right? So I don't think that you necessarily have to come at it from this authoritative person, right? There's this whole different level of respect that he's bringing into the program that clearly I think the players are responding positively to. Yeah, I mean, I think it could be on both sides. I mean, it's kind of, we could um, talk about this in terms of like generations as well and and the players too. Like we've had conversations just outside of even sports um, and, you know, how people are motivated today uh, in the different, the different players, which would impact how you would coach as well. So um, I think it's, I mean, similar to like how parent or like any type of leadership in terms of discipline or, um, you know, also interacting with them and showing them that you're a human being too, right? Like, okay, I'm here today. I'm your coach, but like, I'm also your, can be your personal coach. Um, and I think that, you know, there's been a lot of articles about that too, for Sark himself and where he has been and rose from and that he's has this past as well. And I'm, he talks about it. And it's a known thing. And I'm sure that the players also can resonate with that of, okay, it's not just this person that I consistently have to look up to that I can never be or um, something of that sort. So I think there's all factors that play in. Um, but I am excited to see these coaches today. And you can tell the bond that they have uh, with the players. And I think we've gone in ebbs and flows with that in the past few years. And you can tell that it, it's working today on both sides. Man, you just said a word. Like we could go on and on about yeah. having someone to look up to who shares their vulnerability, shares their failures in a way that lets other people know that it's okay. And um, it's so funny because right before we hopped on to this, I was watching a very tiny clip of Colt McCoy talking about going on the road to Pasadena. You know, he's a freshman. VY is like quarterbacking, of course. And we win the Natty. And he said that after the game, he left and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't know if I can do this because like, this is the bar now and I cannot let people down. So I found that really interesting because I know that that was his driver. Like I've got to make sure that we stay excellent because this is where we started from, but also people's drivers of motivation could be something else and seeing that, okay, everything doesn't have to be perfect. Um, all right, switching gears back to Super Bowl stuff because we have a little opportunity for a couple of Longhorns to hit the game. And, um, you know, sadly, shout out to Charles Aminahu. He won't be playing, but his team is being represented in the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're hype about that. And I think, again, this all just threads along in the things that we're really excited about around our program because we have the draft coming up and we could talk about the players we're excited to see on Sunday again. And even this year with like Bijan and uh, Roshan Johnson, we're getting to see them on Sunday and it's like, oh, our players are getting key time and we're getting kind of back on the map because I hang around way too many Bama fans, by the way. And oh, all no. I ever do is bust my chops during NFL games, talking about where that player come from, where that player come from. And it's always Bama. We need to change that, Devin. I'm going to need some insertion of more Longhorn fans. Hey, but this is, so this is the 18th Super Bowl. <laughs> um, and the last 19 years that we've had Longhorns 
be in attendance. That's huge. Yes. I'm going to take that stat back to my bear. You, you should yeah. yeah, rub it in. Yeah. And I, I found it interesting because Charles was also a part of the last sugar bowl that we were in in one yeah. in 2018. So like kind of ties this all together of everything we've been talking in the past few episodes. Who are you guys most excited to see get drafted in this upcoming draft? Devin, I'll go to you first. Oh gosh. And, uh, that's such a good question. Uh, probably T sweat just because he is such a character. I don't know if y'all saw him like doing his drills, um, this past weekend, but they let him like line up and go catch a pass. And he's out here still doing his Heisman pose. So I would say T sweat. Cause I'm trying to see the draft outfit. I'm trying to see yes. the chain. I'm trying to see the energy. And he just brought a lot of joy to, um, our program this past year. What about y'all? I, mean, I know. I, like I know. I feel like I know what Angie's gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually. I mean, I'm honestly excited about sweatsuit. Like, I think he is amazing for the game, right? Like, the big boys don't always get all like the spotlight, and he is out here setting like a bar and like setting a stage for other players to get some of this attention, which I honestly love, but. I found, I read like a really interesting stat that if we do have a wide receiver that gets drafted in the first round, it'll be the first time since 2004 with Roy Williams that we've had a wide receiver drafted first round, which to me would be super exciting. And we have two potential that could go first round and in that slot. So again, I'm like, come on, Texas, like let's start shutting up the Bama's the Georgia, you know, like, let's get back to this place that we used to be when the three of us were in school and prior to that. Yeah. And based off of the portal and everything we're stacking up for 24, it seems like we're going to be um, a mainstay at that wide receiver position in the draft, which is exciting because that 2004 stat is unbelievable, actually. <laughs> Very yeah. unbelievable. Right. Isn't it crazy? I um so I was looking at I mean there's like I, I think 12 is the number of how many people are going up um this year for the NFL draft for us and they're saying eight of them will go like first two rounds so or be drafted and I just think that's a pretty interesting stat so I was just looking and I was like I didn't have a favorite necessarily I thought well what about these other ones like I want them all to be able to go <laughs> so I, I don't know I'm not good at favorites I just just want everyone everyone to go and be happy <laughs> that's so that is funny we talked about a little bit before with other things surrounding the Super Bowl that we are excited about and two different, well, a couple different things. Who do you guys have as your favorite halftime performance in the Super Bowl? Oh, oh so I have to think about some. I think that this is interesting because, like, I've lived in a couple of different places when the Super Bowl was happening. So, I think back to specific performances and like where I was. And I was actually out at a bar in Santa Monica for Beyonce's, like when she dropped formation, I mean, it was very iconic. Like yes. nobody was ready. It was just like, oh, okay. So 
I think hands down that one. And then um, I don't know about favorite, but of course we have to shout out the whole like Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson delay in the TV, which became a thing because of their performance. And of course that was in Houston, Texas. So um, that will always just be one that sticks out. Nisha, what about you? I don't know. I'm trying to think back, like if I can remember them all. Um, but I do like everything Devin just said. I remember them all. I remember those. Of course, if you remind me, I'm going to remember them. I remember recently when there was a lot of artists, like 50 Cent came back and he hung from the ceiling, like, and he's going to the rodeo, Houston rodeo this year and just played here last year, um, kind of making a comeback. But I can't remember like specifically who, what, who I would pick as like a favorite performer. I'm just always excited to see who it is. Yeah, I think that Beyonce performance is up there for me, for sure. But I did get a refresher, so I guess I had a little cheat. Rolling yeah. Stones came out with, like, their ranking. Um, Super Bowl halftimes in this one reminded me because it brought me back to, like, our childhood. It was Aerosmith, Britney Spears, NSYNC, Nelly, and Mary J. Blige. I and I was like... That. Yes. I was like, I forgot about that, but it was pretty epic. Like all of them we loved at the time. I don't know about y'all. It was what oh, year was that? I can't remember what year it was. I would have to go back, but I'm going to guess it was early 2000s. Yeah. Definitely loved it. But I think I remember being like, this is real chaotic. Like that's a yes. lot of performances happening all at once. And yes. oddly enough, I don't know where she ranks on the Rolling Stone list. And I'll bet you it's probably not close to the top. But again, like I was just at a specific place and I paid attention to her performance and I thought it was good. Katy Perry. Yeah. yeah. I can also remember she... J-Lo and Shakira. Shakira. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I remember that one too. Yes. She, um, she was on the list, but not the top 10. Okay. Was that Katy Perry or J-Lo and Shakira that was not top 10? Um, either one of them. Okay. Well, remember whenever J-Lo was like, why didn't y'all ask me to headline alone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sister. She was I displaced. <laughs> didn't like it. <laughs> was not happy. I still never watched that documentary. I should probably check that out. Oh, I don't think I did either. But yes, Rolling Stones ranked number one as The Prince halftime and I do not recall it but I feel like I would love to go back if there's a video of it and see because he truly is one of the most iconic I feel like artists oh I specifically remember that one because yep. like it was raining outside and Prince had his hair wrapped and like duh like if it's raining your hair is wrapped so rain in the rain remember. yeah like he was going in and didn't care like he's the smoothest dude ever and I just laugh at that because I'll never forget because his hair was wrapped up still doing that performance in the rain <laughs> I love that I hope he's saying purple rain. That's all I can think about. I think he did. Yes. <laughs> what do you guys think about um Usher? Oh, I can't wait. He said something. Yeah. He said it was gonna be like an R and B something experience. So I'm ready for it because I need like heavy confessions. Like I need you to go in on the R and B. I'm wondering about any new music, if he'll do that. But it seems like he's gonna Ooh. like classics. Yes. And I like 
I went to see him in Vegas for his yes. residency and I'm like, please give it to me again because it will continue to be one, two top concerts that I've ever been to in my life. Epic, truly wow. epic. Do you think I, do you think he'll have a lot of like backup dancers? A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> Especially being in Vegas, right? He's been there what the past two years for his residency. So I feel like it's just an easy transition. You have that stadium too. You have everything you could possibly need for a all out performance. So I feel like my expectations are up here. <laughs> well, what are your expectations for the game? unsure I know we guys we've talked about the teams that we wanted to be in the Super Bowl both are not so <laughs> <laughs> unfortunate but I mean at the end of the day the Chiefs for whatever reason they have this magical ability to completely turn on and transform when the when the lights are on right like in this setting of a Super Bowl, the playoffs, whatever it is, magic freaking happens um, for them. And I think that that it's kind of undeniable, right? And it really is something to see. And I don't know when the next time, right, like we'll be the person that we get to see that kind of performance on the field from. But I do think it's special. I would love for it to be spread around, right? Like somebody else to have the chance to win, like the Ravens bills i don't know hint 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 but yeah you've been rooting for josh allen for a while and i mean i can't help but also support you in that because he's just a good dude trying to win games for that community up there in buffalo but the chiefs and what y'all think about them because you're like they're this juggernaut but their year was not great like the narrative this year was their receivers are dropping passes and it just wasn't the same how you were mentioning, but someone made this funny comment and said, Oh, that was all part of the plot. Like they tried to trick everyone. And now they're like, <laughs> we're about to turn it on in the Super Bowl." So it was like a game they were playing. I'm like, I don't know about that, but it would be funny if that I don't was know either. What it put it past them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Definitely would not. And I, I mean, think it's why, like, are they trying cool. to be the bad boys now? Like, the kick or the moving of Justin Tucker's helmet and all of the things like and the responses to it. I'm like, okay. Well, first of what's all, what's really going on? It's respect J Tuck at all times. Like always. Let's talk about that. The that's, man's a legend. Yes, that's first and foremost. But secondly, that's a good that's a good question to pose, Angie. Are they like the bad boys of football now? I think they do want to be that, honestly. I don't know why though. Like Honestly, they have a lot of fans. Like, what do you mean? Like people are coming for y'all. They kind of seem to have this like chip on their shoulder about themselves. And maybe, you know, again, back to the motivation piece, they just created it. Cause I love creating that in my head too. But I'm like, I don't really think like a lot of people support you guys. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't see it. Or maybe they feel like they've been at the top and so people want them to fail. And so yeah. that they, I don't know. I don't know if they lost on purpose for sure, but I just, I, I just, I mean, I feel like it's kind of like what you said when the lights are on, but I think it's more like when the stakes are high, like they're able to pull it through, they're able to keep going. Um, and they just, but I also feel like they get away with a lot, a lot of calls and different things. So, um, we'll see. I mean, that doesn't mean I'm rooting against them by any means. Like, I mean, it's kind of what I, 
hope it's a good game as someone that doesn't care about either team and what happens but also as history has shown like do not tell Patrick Mahomes he's the underdog friends yeah we, we've seen what he does when he has that energy like yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. not and say we did <laughs> which is why I feel like the helmet thing was like trying to get everyone like riled up around them like talk crap about us haha <laughs> we're gonna come and whatever but we'll see it's the fuel you know making yeah. reasons for fuel the fire we're talking a lot about them. What about the other team? Well, can I can I give you one quick little tidbit? Y'all, I am full of tidbits today. So, because it ties back to the Chiefs, which I did not know this about Super Bowl history. They brought in the usage of Roman numerals in 1971 because it's confusion, right? Like it's the 2023 NFL season, but the Super Bowl game happens in 2024. And that's why they did the Roman numerals. Well, the Chiefs founder, Lamar Hunt, is the one that came up with this idea to use the Roman numerals, which I thought was super interesting. I was like, it's a that's fun little fact. And that the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. I don't know if you guys knew that about the Roman numerals, but. No, I didn't know that. I mean, in fact, I learned about Roman numerals because of the Super Bowl. Like, oh, that's what that 57 means? Cool. That's great. <laughs> I literally have to Google it all the time. I'm like, okay, which is which here? What number is Devin, you want to talk about the 49ers? I mean, we just weren't saying anything about them, but I think that's because outside of Kyle Shanahan, which again, literally last week, years old, I guess that's me being a bad longhorn. I didn't know that he was a two-year letterman from Texas, but now I do, the more we all know, right? So that's exciting, of course. Um, but I honestly don't know a ton about them and I didn't think they would be in this position I'll say that so hats off to them the only thing that I really know well two things one their wives can dress yeah <laughs> yeah have lots of lots of fashion loves coming from the 49ers team but to um Purdy I think that he's had a great freaking season as somebody who was drafted last I'm pretty sure in 2022 which amazing and now he's being his name is being thrown into the conversation of Joe Montana which huge accomplish accomplishments let me get my words right um for somebody in his position yeah I mean his name was brought up throughout the year um, as the games were going by, you know, earlier in the season, they were saying like NFL um, MVP conversations, but people were really shooting that down. And then it was coming back up. They're like, you guys are crazy. But I mean, again, congratulations to him. I'm, I'll say that's one thing I'm looking forward to in the game is really taking in watching him because I've not paid too much attention. So it'll be interesting to get to, to see him play. Agreed. Yeah, I'm excited to see Purdy. Um, I think he's had an interesting quarterback year, and he definitely drove the comeback for their last game. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, and excited that we have a Longhorn coach on that side. So, yeah, let's see what they can give to the Chiefs. Who are you guys going to be rooting for on the 11th? one I I think I'm just excited to like watch yeah. them. I, I have yeah. genuinely no ties to either team had the Ravens gone in I would definitely been supporting them um of course because of Justin Tucker 
and then just a Lamar Jackson fan in general. What about you? Agreed. I am neutral in the decision, but also like you, I would have loved to see the Ravens um, in this game pulling for that team. Like, come on, friends, let's get back next year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I hope it's a good game, right? I would, I would love for it not to be a blowout. Like, let's have some great football and enjoy some yummy food, good music, all the things. And she, yeah. do you have any thoughts? Yeah. Um, I mean, I said I already I want it to be a good game. I'm just excited to see Usher see a good game. Also eat good things. We said that we didn't want it to be either of these teams. And it's not necessarily that we didn't want it to be either of these teams, but the who they were playing. We all have affiliations with the Ravens and love them and, and love that team. And then also it would have been excited, exciting to see the Lions be in it for like the first time. So yeah, but I mean, now, of course, here is what the game is. And I'm just excited because it's Super Bowl. So it's not really like the social aspect and watching football and the last little bit of football. We do have some fun other content for some of the Super Bowl girlies that we hit on that topic. And we want to hear where you're watching the game and what you're going to do and which team you're rooting for. Thanks for joining. For joining. Yay. Bye. Bye.